and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond, and with me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Welcome back, Peter. Welcome back, season seven, the Reapers are galing. Um, AJ Faleri, my producer, how are the levels, the bars? Levels and bars are good. It's hard to remember how to read. And last but not least, he is a proud owner of a Silchus Ruin body pillow. It's Joshua Dean Baker. I will neither confirm nor deny. That's hilarious. Do you think they make one? Do you think they... That is... <laughs> Thank you, Jeremiah, for that. Silchus <laughs> Ruin body... Four words that have never been typed together. <laughs> I do think, though, you could get anyone to make you a body pillow. Yeah, I think you can probably get you know? custom body pillow images, right? You have yeah, to sell but it's, them. But it's tough because so, of someone would make that for you because of the no, uh, like official art. Like, how would I know which one to really go with? You know, I'm seeing. A do you lot know of... what? Do you know what? I we we should message Steve. We should yeah. get this going. <laughs> yeah. If you had to get one on a body pillow, which one would it be? <laughs> he needs to be part of this. You can choose Silchus Ruin and Amanda Rake, or um, fuck. What's the third brother's name? He's the sad one. It's eating me alive. We said Anna they meet, Rake. They meet him on Drift of All. Amanis. Tra- Amanis. No. Yeah. Is it Amanis? No, Amanis is Shadow Throne's other name. Yeah. Oh, oh but it's something like that. It's some, it it's, is something like that. Yeah. Anamander. It's like half of a it, name. It's half of is a name. It, is it? Fuck. I was going to call him Nimander. No, Nimander is his son. Anderist. Anderist. Yes. Anamanderist. This this shitty segment uh, ended by Google, a thing all four of us had the ability to use just now. And and you said I didn't didn't mention that I had read all these books before because I didn't want I don't want people to get the impression I know anything, you know? Right, right, right. So this is proof one. <laughs> so uh there's some new music for the show and new season and we just want to have a quick we're gonna get to reaper's gale but we want to have a quick meta talk about the show for a sec because there's gonna be some big changes for reaper's gale this season um changing things up a bit and uh two big changes primarily first we're gonna cover this book in 10 episodes usually we've been doing eight episodes per book which was kind of an arbitrary number we ended up at because we read gardens of the moon in eight sections but as the books have gotten longer we just want to have a sustainable pace to cover the show and we also want to make sure that in each episode we can devote a good amount of time to each part of the chapters sometimes in bone hunters we felt like we were really barely getting to things or rushing through some stuff and we ended up having some really long recording sessions that I think were tough. So although it'll take us slower to get through each book in totality, I think we all think doing 10 episodes per book is just going to be better for the four of us. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Agreed. <laughs> me, me as well. That's right. We're unanimous about it, I guess. <laughs> and then the second change uh, will probably come on. You'll be most noticeable next week when one India Jones will be hosting the show. So we're all going to try and take some turns hosting and writing some of the scripts. So I think we're just looking to kind of divvy up some of that responsibility more and see how it goes. I think we're all kind of feeling this out and, um, you know, maybe it's a big wash and told the hounds it's going to be different. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, I think we're just trying to create a, you know, sustainable show and have a good time and uh, fucking burn this house down, baby. Absolutely. (laughs) We're trying to keep it fun and flirty for us we've been doing it for two years you know it gets kind of stale so three years how long have we been doing the show i don't know feels like forever it does it feels like we've <laughs> always been doing the show 
<laughs> yeah, right. We've never not been doing the show. I do just want to say, I say it at the end of every episode, but I'm going to say it at the beginning of every episode so you can't avoid it. Very, 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 very big thank you to Amaranthan for writing the show, the music that we use for the show, and also for uh, remixing uh, Refractor, which is the song we use for the intro and outro. Love it. Really, really great. Fully agree. Show wouldn't be the same without his music and the new intro rips. So thank you for doing that. Shout out to your Odge. His stuff is in the is in the show notes. You should listen to it and buy his things on Bandcamp. Thank you. And now that the business is out of the way, it's been a bit of a break since we've talked. How is everyone doing? I think I'm getting jiggy with it, you know? No, 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 it's good. This, this, this was the first week of school, and I've never been more tired in my entire life. Oh, but how did it go? Was it good? Bad. Was it- no, bad from start to finish. You don't like the kids? No, I like the kids. They're fine. It's all the other things. Yeah. Is it? Do you have to keep them three feet apart at all times? No. Uh, also, I don't think three is the number, Inge. Three is the number in schools. Yeah, it isn't really because, well, PB, the classrooms aren't that big. You can't have that many kids if you're going to keep them six feet apart. Also, and let me tell you guys, let me tell you guys, if schools are good at one thing, it's it's not getting sued. So we have promised to keep kids three kids apart when possible. Yeah, of course. And when and Boy Howdy, there's a lot of times in the day that it ain't possible. Well, like, especially with like group work and stuff, you can't expect kids to sit down separately for eight hours, especially younger kids. Older kids, it's a little bit easier, but like not even but still. I don't know. It's 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 not fair. So I totally it's, get yeah. that. And, and you have a good break. It wasn't long enough. However, what I did like <laughs> was these three chapters were not big at all. So it was a really mm-hmm. easy read. It was a really interesting. It was a good read visiting old friends. So um, I would say I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm you know, like when you're coming out of a depressed week where you just mm. laid in bed all week and then you finally find energy again and you're like, oh, I have a new lease on life. <laughs> I'm there. So I'm, I'm feeling I'm, I'm riding that high right now. Nice. That's nice. pretty good. Thanks, You'd love guys. to hear it. Well, listen, that's some great energy. Pete, and Pete, uh, how are you? Yeah, please. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm doing bad, I would say. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I usually am. Uh, I felt like I was doing bad last week, but uh, did some good reading today. Feel optimistic about the new week. I felt Mondays are always a great day for me. So Mondays are a good day for Said you. Said no one ever. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Mondays are literally my favorite day of the week. So. That's nuts. Uh, Mine is Thursday, Thursday night to be exact. So let's uh, let's turn our eyes to the show because I got to tell you, some of my co-hosts mentioned uh, hot hotly enjoying these chapters, which I found quite a surprise. So I'm excited to fucking bust into the, these and get into it. So without further ado, let's crack open the seventh book of the Malazan Book of the Fallen, Reaper's Game. Prologue. The elder god Kilmandros travels through the ruins of Crawled Emerlene, and she surveils the chaos and the blood of dragons. After the fall of Silch's ruin, Gothos finds Male and Kilmandros battling Scavendari. Gothos speaks about trapping the land and remarks that Kilimandro's children are losing their way. He says Kilimandro's cannot kill Skavandari because of the magic over the land. 
So Gothos makes a finist. Kilimandras kills Bloodeye, and Gothos takes his soul for his own purposes. Kilimandras travels towards Crawled Emerlane, but meets Andamander Rake. Here they speak of betrayal and its cost. They agree they want to drive outsiders out of Crawled Emerlane and leave an empty throne. They enter the realm together. During the end of King Discanar's reign, the Lothari commander, Preda Bivat, finds massive war canoes and wonders where and what soldiers disembarked here. Later on, in the Aldan, a red-masked rider finds slaughtered bodies, some wearing uniforms of wolf heads. He wonders who they are, and then interrupted by his taloned companions. All right, anyone uh, anyone want to b- jump into this first thing? I do, and it's, right. it's mostly late, but when you come to me, I'm coming with questions. All right, do you want to go to someone else first, or? Uh, yeah, maybe if you have a question, go to someone, and then I will ask all of my questions. I have a couple. Unless you want me to just ask them. I am wearing my glasses, so it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, she is. Yeah, and you're wearing your glasses. You have these questions. Well, well what are they? Lay them on us. Okay. So it's just my glasses. First, this elder, is this an elder god? The woman? The girl? Mm-hmm. Kilimandros? I thought it was something Kilmandros. Yeah. <laughs> People are already tweeting. I, yeah, I know. I was going to say something, but I figured I'd just let you roll with it. You even wrote it right in the summary. How did he say it? I'm saying it Kilimandros. I think I'm adding an A. You're, you're moving Classic. the A from, from the end to the beginning. Because it's so, supposed to be um, what? Kilmandaros. Kilmandaros instead of Kilimander, Kilimandros. I mean, Peter's, anyway, just, Peter's and, slipping and, in some stuff. He wants to kill a Mandros, you know? <laughs> sure. Who doesn't? So, Ange, yes, uh, she's an elder god. Okay, so a giant person mm-hmm. that wants Scabindari to be killed. And mm. then what happened was the Jag... Mm-hmm. Gothos. Was there with the right raced the finest finest the finest and the then fi- they the finest of finests because <laughs> if they were to kill Scavendari just all willy nilly the soul would not would would just chill out and still just be a strong soul yeah. exactly yeah and then they did kill Scavendari but put Scavendari in the finest mm-hmm. the soul yeah. in there yeah. mm-hmm. and then that person. Took it. And is Scavendari the person that Kettle was talking to or no? No, that was the white haired person. Silchus Ruin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And if you recall, Silchus Ruin in this kind of similar way was killed and then just was hanging out. Oh, is okay. Yes. In Although, that in the in that house in that like, yes, mausoleum. well he was the, he was like there was the Azath house part of it, but like he yeah. So okay, you, there was many dead things that were just hanging out. You'll is recall. this like us like learning that if you don't put something soul into a little finest, that it just will chill if it's like powerful? Is this like a thing? Is this like is this a point that I should know? 
Huh. Well, this is related. This is related to the spell. Remember, Letharis had this kind of freezing oh, spell. Right, cast on right, right. So G- Gothos is the one who was brought in to do this freezing magic. Is that a jag cut? Yes, yes, he's the jagut who the chapters kind of. Yeah, oh, man, I totally about. forgot about that, man. You see, yeah. and so this Josh, is why we do this. Yeah, Josh, you 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 once described it as it kind of Lathras being literally frozen, but yeah. it's kind of more being more frozen and like. Well, I said that because you know jagut magic is based on ice, so it's yeah, like yeah. he it's like he froze a passage over between them and Hood's realm. Wait, yeah. so what does frozen mean? Frozen in? It, well, it's like the same reason Shirk Alal didn't die. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like right. It's like the the dead linger here, and things don't move on. You and know, that's it's, what's it's frozen kind of, here. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a curse in a way. It's, it's like the hinges to 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 hell. Uh, the 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 hinges on the door are frozen shut. <laughs> so yeah, nobody's gonna, so it. nobody's going through. Okay, that's um. perfect. Also, so sad how this little dragon was just fucking sad. Oh, hated it. Um, anyway, very sad. And then my next question is, Bug is there, Mal, Mal. Yes. Yeah, Mal's hanging out. And Mal wants to take the finest, and then Gothos is like, no. So do we know where that is now or no? Nah, Gothos took it and went and off to gone. do his own, for his own devices. Right, like as payment, I'm going to take this. Gothos took it? Yeah, Are you I think sure? Gothos took it. I'm yeah. a million percent <sighs> sure Gothos I am took too. it. Because yeah, I'm like almost positive you're wrong. Mel right. stepped forward to the jag cut holding out a hand. I will take the finish then. No. Both elders now face God, those who smiled once more. Repayment of debt for each of you. Wow, I claim the finish. Man, I was having such a hard time reading last night, guys. Uh, my brain was just not letting in any AJ, that is Thank what this so is much. for. This is India's refresh minute where, or minutes where we just kind of, you know, go through and figure the fuck out. No, I appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So who did Scavendari betray? Scavendari betrayed Silch's ruin and stabbed him in the back, which is what we see in the prologue of the Midnight Tides. And so, okay, so did Scavendari kind of deserve this? He kind of had it coming, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Scavendari, we have not seen any proof that he is not a shitbird. So Silch's ruin's cool. Scavendari also uh, is the skull that was caved in that was like the reason that fear is now like, my life is a lie. Right. See, this is where I get confused. It's like, yeah, he's the one that the Tisty Eater call Father Shadow, I think. Yeah. And so, but yeah, but he's, he's, and they've been like, he's just somewhere, but really he's apparently in a finist. And, you know, well, and you'll recall, and we'll get to it later. This is the whole point. Fear Sengar in that crew of misfits. His whole thing is like, I'm off to find Scabandari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the true leader of the Eater who's going to like restore our people from this corrupted. <sighs> yeah, yeah fear's an idiot. Who who Ooh, hates fucker. fear? Oh um, my god. We I'm gotta, done, we'll I'm done with him later. already. Already. All right, great. So I'm glad <laughs> that we <laughs> We can't do it now. We're still in the prologue. Yeah. Um, that's j- it. Those are my questions. Thank you. Josh, let me throw it to you. What did you think of this this prologue altogether? I mean, I feel like we're just getting into Oh, the all whole of it. thing? I loved it. Well, do you I, know what? Let's let's not get to the present day kind ah, of stuff. Shit, in, that's what I was ready to know. talk about. <laughs> No, I want to hear about this Kilmandros, you know, all this. What was your what what was your thought? You know, is this some more of this epic ancient stuff? You know, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's great. I still am a little confused sometimes when they talk about like just traveling realms, which I think is Warren's. Um, yeah. So that that stuff. Harold that's some, Emerlane. Yeah, that does go over my head sometimes. It's interesting that they're talking about like, hey, 
how did we how did you guys fuck up so bad that you're destroying the whole warren like now that we know it can happen that's really bad for all of the other ones and the one i can't remember who says that and then the person's response is like eat my shorts it's whatever they're very relaxed yeah. about the fact that an entire warren of existence is being destroyed but yeah the, the whole everything in this part i think was very good i love i like gothos a lot uh did anyone else get really upset by kill kill Mandaros's, uh description it's like real creepy yeah it's really yeah, creepy it's, right it's really hard to picture I, it was yeah well i thought it was a focal assail because we know they have multiple uh bendy limbs and I, so i thought it was that but she's really mm. not she's big not. shoulders just, bowed legs yeah like really really tall and what the, did they say she walked on all fours that's what i thought uh, of how i read it and that really upset me <laughs> Maybe I, I think they might have said like unnaturally long arms or something. So I, I don't see remember. I imagine I imagined her with very long, unkempt black hair, a la the girl from the ring, and then walking on all fours. And it was a very upsetting image in my head. Yeah, that is you know, an upsetting what? image. Really tall lady. Shouldn't tell the internet about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> nice. Oh, I knew. Oh, I understood. For I, I, I like skim those kind of descriptions. So I just thought that she was a, a tall woman, but um, I guess not. So I'm gonna Google her now. I think she rules, uh, but I, I think like that a, description rules. But I she's mean. like a weird shaped person. No, um, yeah, she is just a really oh. <laughs> India, watch out on the Google as always. No, I do Google images. Oh, okay. Um, My first image is her on all fours. So, oh God, some of these pictures are (laughs) not good. I don't want to see any of her on all fours. I guess if we're all doing it. Anyway, um, my first thoughts, Peter, uh, were I liked it. It's really interesting now because back in the day when we had a prologue, it was something I feel like, like in the earlier books where we had no idea what the context was. And this one I feel like, I don't know if you guys agree, maybe I'm like not thinking of all of them, but this one was like the first time that I felt like I knew, I could understand, you know, even though I had all my questions, where we were, what time it was, what was happening, why it was happening, what happened before it, what happened after it. It was like, we were just in a moment in time that we understand though, where it fits, kind of. Mm. I don't know. So I really, really, really was like, wow, okay. And it was pleasantly surprising to actually know why this happened and what happened after. I mean, obviously there's like the question of like, I guess what's going to, where is Scabandar and what's going to happen? I guess that, mm-hmm. that, that makes a point, you know, but yeah. um, it was cool to be in like a situation where you actually kind of have like context of when this is happening and why it's happening and what happened, like kind of as a result. Mm-hmm. Where, where the time context isn't just like, it's, it's 1166. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like four days before uh, Ben shit his pants. Like, okay. Like random, <laughs> random people that you've never heard of, except for obviously this, um, the elder goddess, but you know, yeah. everyone else is pretty familiar and it's, it's nice. I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised and it was quick. Yeah. It's not like, okay, it's the beginning of the world. Calor is being approached yeah. by Draconis. <laughs> the, 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 Literally right. like, oh, two <laughs> wolves are being like, and you're like, who the fuck are these wolves? Fenray? Like, yeah. no. Wolf, 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 wolf. AJ, what you yeah, what you make of this prologue, and then why don't you uh, we 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 end up a bit later with the uh, pre pre Bivet? Yeah, Bivet. Yeah, which is, and then we follow up with them her later, but we get the first taste of like, I wonder what these canoes are, you know, and we know, yeah, it's like an oh, that part's thing. so cool. Uh, yeah, we also, I, I thought that stuff was wild. I mean, we this is also our first introduction to Aldan, Aldon, whatever. 
just some island that is also part of the Lethary territory, I guess. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Have we heard of Aldon before? The Aldon? I don't think so. I don't believe yeah. it's a te- it's I don't believe it's an island. So it's not an island. Yeah, I guess I just assumed it was an island because the first thing we see of it is a coast. And I guess my head was like, yeah, only islands have coasts. Um, and I haven't heard of this place before, <laughs> so it must be in the middle of nowhere. It is in the middle of nowhere, but it is not an island. OK, I guess I could have checked the map. Those are things that are in these books. Uh, Yeah, so we see Preda Bivat. We kind of... I don't know. She sees all these ships, which is neat. But we, this I think that the the thing that stood out to me most in this section is this is like the first time we see how I guess I don't know if it's really changed, but this is how it is working now between the the Lether, Lethary and um, uh, the we're Eater. still we're still in the prologue. We have this is before then. This is before then. Yeah, like AJ, you no. She sees all the canoes and she talks to someone. Yeah, no? but she's not talking to a Tisti eater. She even explicitly says it looks like the eater craft, but way, way bigger. But this is also the end of King Discarus's oh, reign. And Discarus is prior to the Discanar. I think Discanar, I think he's prior to the king we saw in Midnight Tides, I'm pretty sure. Because that was no. King Esgara. So oh, it had to right. be before, so it had to be before him. So this is like probably 50 years ago. I think right. King Discanar is the king in Mount Midnight Tides is where you're wrong because his name is fully King Esgara Discanar. So Ah, I didn't know that. Okay, I there just knew it was Esgar. All right, so this could be pretty recently. Yeah. Uh got it. In my head I thought this was like right before the the eater actually like sieged left. I mean it could it could be, AJ. That's I my, guess that's I my had, understanding of it. Yeah, yeah. I think this yeah. is during the war. I didn't realize that either. But are those but are those the eater like are those they're ships? Not the eater eater sh- craft. They, they're no, they not, are not right? the okay. eater craft. Yeah, because he said they were yeah. bigger. And I have thoughts as to who they are. Yeah? Yeah. I my first thought was like maybe it's the the Greyhelms or something. Exactly. But I don't it's, really, exactly it's exactly who I think it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. But there's so many of them. Yeah, but which, is, which was well, the thing that threw me off is that there was like, oh, yeah, it's probably like half a million or half yeah. a, a billion. Well, the Greyhelms oh. are like the un, the unknownest force known to man. Right. I just assumed it was yeah. them because in the next little segment, they talk about the uh, the people with the wolves. That's got to be the Greyhelms. And because there were so many That's women, which is yeah. the whole Greyhelm thing. So I assume yeah. they got some boats and they put everyone on canoes and they canoed to the shore. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Classic. I don't and think it's half a to... billion. <laughs> It's not it half, is, a it's half, half a million. It's half a million. Yeah, half yeah, a yeah. Million. Uh, yeah, and then we meet the Red Mask, and he's got a Red Mask. Red Mask so. is the coolest fucking character ever. I'm just, I'm fully fully in already. Red, red Mask. Yeah. Red Mask. Red we'll, mask we'll talk Red, red Mask <laughs> later. We can't do it now. Yeah. We, we've yeah, already guys. gone long on the prologue. So Red we, Mask uh, is yeah. like chapter two. Yeah. We, you're, he's you're right. he's at the end of the prologue. He gets, But he, I, I agree with Inge. Chapter who, two who? is when she, he has his cool big intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... Yeah. Ask yeah. me if I read. Ask me if I is was introduced to Red Mask in the in the prologue. Ask me. India, were, were you introduced, introduced to Red? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't even recall reading that name in the prologue. I don't think his I, name. They did not call him Red Mask, or or I guess we don't know. They he they just say um, he's yeah. a man in a scaled red mask is how they describe scale, him. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's kick it on. Let's keep it moving. Um. Before we move on, Inge, do you want to thank the the lovely people who support us on Patreon? I would love to. I would love to. I see someone in here that I really can't wait to thank. <laughs> Starting with my very first, thank you so much, everyone. Really excited. Really love you. Coach Hartman, David, Igneous Bliss, Alvaro, 
Carter. <laughs> Leoman did nothing wrong. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> um, Deshane, Mr. M, KH, India Jones. Woo! GT Quick, Aaron, Carly, Amanda, Spencer, Francesca, Levi, and Dylan. Amazing. Wow, Ange, can't believe you got a shout out on the show. That must <laughs> yeah. be exciting for you. I, I just want to say, Coach, Coach Hartman, if you're listening, I love that you have Decathlon and AP World out on your handle for Patreon. That is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> just repping what he's teaching. You know, I, I got to respect it. You got to respect it. I love also, it. Also, Leoman did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know if I don't know if I'm here for that one, y'all. Hot take. Hot take. Really, really funny. Very hot. Um, Fiery hot. <laughs> thanks everybody it's always fun when we come back to a new season because it's like a whole month of people subscribing to the show yeah. so thanks everybody it's a warm feeling in my heart and a warm warm thank you to india jones <laughs> and a merry christmas yeah. to you <laughs> a cooked All right. goose happy yes. holidays it's and holidays <laughs> chapter one Tenal Yathanar meets with his superior, Karas and Vikdad, both members of the Patriots, an organization functioning like the secret police of Lethris. Tanal gives Karos a puzzle, and then they join the Tist Eater agent, Brotherin Trana. They inspect various political prisoners of the Patriotists and discuss their crimes. After Bruth and Trana leaves, Karos and Tenal speak. They are worried about the economy, and Karos wants to meet with the leader of the Liberty Consign. Finally, Karos tells Tenal to investigate this Eder Watchman. Tenal is hesitant to police the Eder, but Karos says they have the power. Rautis Hivenar leads the Liberty Consign an association of the richest families in the empire. Hivenar suspects that somebody is tampering with the economy. However, recent flooding is also of his concern. He sends his assistant to Drenay to learn more about it. Then he plans to meet the invigilator Karos Invictad. Atra Prede Bivat speaks with the Eater Overseer, Brol Hanadar. The two commanders look over a massacred Aldon camp. They speak of the war between their people and who won it. Then they speak more of the All and their war against them. Vivat says that the Eater are losing their indifference to wealth. Siltris Ruin approaches Eater slavers and demands them to free two of their captured. They refuse and Ruin kills them all. He frees Udanis and Kettle. Kettle says she was raped by one of the slavers. Thier and Udanis trade verbal jabs, and Saren wonders about those chasing them. Tanal Yafinar looms over a woman he has been torturing and abusing. Tanal thinks Karos knows of this. He joins Karos and Hinevar to talk about the economy and the recent string of arrests of academics. Hivenar agrees to investigate the people sabotaging the economy, and Karos says they will back off the academics. After, Karos commands Tenol to free the woman he has been abusing. 
Tail plays with a two-headed insect. He's named Discanar. And he talks with Bug about the economy, their schemes, and plans to make a box. This chapter does a lot of table setting about what's going on in the Lothari Empire since we've last seen them in Midnight Tides. And quite some time has passed. Midnight Tides is, of course, a prequel to some of the earlier books in the series. So not only has that time passed, but it's also the length of the series. You know, there's a substantial time frame. So I feel like this chapter is doing a lot of setting, not only with where those characters are, but also with where society is writ large. And a lot of introductions to new characters. And this starts with the Patriotists and uh, one Tenal Yathvanar. And we see him talking to his superior. We see him doing torture, talking to some people. Josh, uh, you come on in, you crack open this book, and you meet one Tanal Yathvanar. How, what did you make of this introduction to the Patriotists and this particular piece of shit uh well <laughs> immediately i was like gotta hate him and and the other and the other one they're both shitty somehow Karos is less shitty because at least he has a moral code but like tanal is just the real scum of the earth so i can't wait for both of them to get their comeuppance hopefully but that'll be in like two and a half books and it really won't be as good as i want it to be so can't wait that I, I was not i didn't expect there to be like a whole secret police thing uh really kind of yeah. caught me off guard but like sure i guess lether's real fucking weird so whatever i i am not shocked that they've got something crazy like this going on i do think it's i i, I liked I, I really liked how quickly we got a sense of like the relationship of like the eater to these sorts of institutions where they're taking the approach of like well we think it's dumb but let's let's check it out for a bit and see if we can if we don't need it and then we can get rid of the dumb shit which is i think mm. the right way to do it but but josh it's called the patriotists so it's probably yeah well they're probably cool everyone who's <laughs> ever called themselves a patriot is exclusively cool and good right well, that josh, is accurate josh it's called the patriot act it couldn't be a bad thing <laughs> yeah i'm just saying calling it here karos and Vicdad is the tom brady of this book and <laughs> and Tanal Yathfinar is his Gronk. So, um, I, honestly, I don't fully totally. track that, but I'll let someone tweet at you for about that. You know, good. Um, I want them to. Incha, what was your what, what's your impression of meeting this uh, the these uh, these slime balls in this organization? That's right. Usually, I try, I don't give away my impressions, but that's why I don't, I don't like these <laughs> folks. Yeah, they're slime balls. When Peter calls someone a folk, you know it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, same. Uh, I I have the same sentiments. Um, not cool. I don't. I don't really have anything else to say. I don't. Are are we like? Do you want? Are we going to go into like in detail opinions? Because I don't really have much to say beyond. So, at first, kind of idea. I'm like, wow, this is really bad. These people are really, really, you know, corrupt which we knew, but like also more than just corrupt. There's like a sinister evil corruption that only the crippled God mm. could do. I don't know. Mm. I don't fucking know. All I know is that they suck. Um, it's not fun. They're just killing everyone. They're killing, they're just killing people for no reason. It's very, very like typical controlling bad people that like don't want scholars and shit. We get it. Right. We, we know mm -hmm. this. We've seen this. Right. Sure. Plus really 
which I guess is maybe not a plus. It's just not talked about as much. But, you know, the, the awful um, torture and rape stuff. Mm-hmm. So very sad. Um, not cool. Don't like it. Don't like them. But it'll make for an interesting story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it is just that fiction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, but let's touch on some of that more specifically at the end of the chapter, I think. But I agree a lot of you said. And we also meet, it would be worthwhile to mention, we meet the head of this Liberty consign, which are the nobles. And both, they're talking about the flooding, but they're also like, yeah, I think some mystery person's fucking with the economy, you know? <laughs> and I feel like, yeah. you know, us, the reader here, we're sitting like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know. Are we are we laughing because we know that it's um Tehol? Yes, was, yes, yeah. that was my laugh, yeah. I wasn't sure because you said there was a time jump and I was like, if there's a time jump, is he still doing this bullshit? Like I know mm. that they talk at the end and they said it was a two-headed bug and ha ha mm. ha. But then I was like, it what? Are they really unsure? But no, they were just doing it sarcastically. So now that I have my glasses on, I realize that and I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I I wonder because I know some of the time stuff gets like a little fuzzy, sure. you know, so I, I, I don't know if there's a hard number for how much time has passed, but um, you know what? I'm taking this as a question to ask Steve when we talk to Steve at the end of the book, because there's never I always am like, what do I ask Steve? And this this is a question that I'm asking Steve. Put his feet to the fire edge. AJ, you mentioned you wanted to follow up on your thoughts about Atropreta Bivat and uh, yeah. kind of the their role with what's going on Drene and around the Aldon. Yeah, uh, not follow up so much as just say what I was intending to say <laughs> before. <laughs> this is like the first, I mean, not the first because it happens earlier, but we are seeing how the, the Lether and Eater, I guess, military complex sees complices are are merging and and what that looks like so i mean we know what an atri preta is uh but now they have eater overseers just kind of watching everything that they do and, and reporting back okay i'm gonna need clarification on what's happening because the uh, uh, uh bivat says that there's a, an official and an unofficial version of what is happening to the all people and I just need that clarified for me, because when I read it, I thought that it was the all people are fighting each other anyway, because their lands are like going barren and whatever. And so like they're just like attacking and killing each other. And then the Lothari army is just like coming in afterwards and kind of like cleaning up and taking whatever. But the the like an official version is that the they're, they're the all people are like amassing a militia or something and that the, the Lothari yeah, army the- is trying to quash it. Is that is that right? Yeah, pretty much. The lector, the guy that like sort of does has control of everything in that city that isn't the Tisti Eater, who we like haven't actually met yet. He just oh, wants yeah. all that land. So he's right. just his like when he writes to the Lether capital and what he tells the people is that they're bloodthirsty savages. And then he just goes and murders them. And in reality, they're just trying to survive. Like they're, they're, they they're not organized. They are not organized. They don't even really fight each other. They just kind of exist in small groups. Mm. A false pretense for a war. Yeah. <laughs> Never okay, heard of I, it. I just wanted to make sure that I read it right, because like I said, yeah. yesterday I was reading this book and it was not getting into my brain. It was just not hitting the, the brain juice it needed to hit. But but um, good. I'm glad that I got that. 
Yeah, I wonder what uh, I wonder what you guys think about it. I just want to say my only comment about this section is I agree. It's interesting to see how they're two meshing. And I do think it's like peak dumb empire shit or something. I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's this conversation or the conversation later on. But they're talking about they're like, well, why are you even doing this? You know, like, why are the eaters still interested in this project? And they're just like, right. yeah, I don't know. You guys were doing it. It just felt like we should probably keep doing it. You know, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. Which is yeah. like, well, I don't know. Just I'm, I'm going to keep doing what you were doing, you know, which is like not a good reason to do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and Steve, Steve had said stuff about that when we finished uh, Midnight Tides, I think, just about like the the staying power of like civilization mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and like which how these even, systems. Teho was even saying that shit back in the fourth book. He was like re- or fifth book. He was like real clear, like, yeah, they can beat us, but like they cannot beat the, the system yeah the yeah. system is there always yeah exactly what he was saying back then it's almost like you would have to address the system itself you know well that almost. just takes a lot of, that'd be a lot of time a lot of energy. our guy's yeah. on the big seat so we're good that's <laughs> yeah. true we got the big seat on a lot he's got the he's got the good chair all right let's uh let's turn away from that part of the world and turn to a cast of characters we know well Inge, Woo! we tune in with this, this is our first coming to characters who we've met before as opposed to this smatter of introductions, we catch up with Silchus Ruin, Fear Sengar, Udanas, Kettle, uh, and that's it, right? Or am I missing one? Did you say Saren Pedak? Oh, and Saren Pedak. Oh my god, how could you miss your favorite Saren? I like Saren. So we're catching yeah. up with these big five. Uh, what, 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 what did you think? What was your? How, how'd you feel coming back to them? So can I just say? As far as group of misplaced people goes um, from the previous books, this one's my favorite, and I'll tell you why. I really like um, this, like, banter that's also an argument between Fear and Udenas. Udenas is so sassy, and I love it because Fear's fucking annoying. And then um, Kettle is great. Kettle says this quote that I thought was hilarious because it's so true, and it was, being alive is hard. I'm always hungry and my feet hurt. And really I've never related yeah. to something more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we find them and Kettle and Udinas, and I don't know if anybody else was, I, I didn't pick up on that, have just gotten like <laughs> caught. I But when, I don't know. And right. for how long, it I seems, don't know. It seems somewhat recent is my impression. Yeah, I agree. It seems recent, but also in it the last, felt like an eternity. Yeah, for what, her and Udinas. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. two or three days maybe. Yeah. Oh my God. They said. Oh, okay. So we find them there, and then um, what's that person's name that comes and saves them? Silchus Ruin. I hate these fucking names for real. I really do. Um, so Silchus Ruin comes, kills everyone. Well, not really. They some of them run away, and then sadly, Kettle was raped. Very sad. And then Udinas was, I guess, tortured a little bit. Also mm. very sad. Um, Silchus Ruin goes to kill them. We love it. We love to see it. We love um, people getting their karma, if we believe in karma, if you want to call it that. And then, yeah, so I really was happy to see them again. I was really excited to see them again. It's always nice to come back to characters um, that we know and that, like, when they went away, I wasn't really sure where we would see them again or how we would see them again. So I do like that they have, like, this journey and they're kind of all, I guess, well, Fear, I guess, is the only one who's kind of going for something different. I don't really know what he fucking wants, but um, I like that they're together. It feels like fear is there out of like they were the only group that was leaving. <laughs> so he's like, I guess I'm with these people. Literally. Uh, I totally agree to with that. Yeah. I do have a question about Wither, Wither, Wither. 
Yeah. Wither. Wither. Okay. Is Wither a person or still a, or still like a spirit thing? The ghost of a Tisty Andy. So still. is he walking around as a ghost or is he still like he was in Udinas, right? Mm hmm. Well, he was with Udinas. So they just like are they're So they're separate entities. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And I think they've always been separate. I think just in Midnight Tides, he had kind of like hitched his wagon to Udinas. So he was just like hanging out. OK, I see. I, th- I think that was confusing for me. Yeah, Withel showing back up kind of threw me off a bit. But I like it. I don't know. I don't know the exact answer. My understanding is they're still connected to each other because, yeah, that's my understanding. But I but didn't it say that that Withel just like like went ahead in the trail or whatever when they were going up the mountain. Yeah, but I guess in my mind, they're still connected, just not like. Yeah, I agree. Like, I do think he's outside of Udonis' body, but. Right. Josh, what should they make of this ragtag group of kids? They remind me a lot of the Scalara crew from the last mm. book in that uh, they are not going to get along all the time. <laughs> and Who is? So I don't super, I don't know if I'm excited for this group. I'm excited to have people <laughs> I fucking know at all in this book. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a delight after the, the rest of so far of this first chapter. But um, I don't know. I feel like the the for me, the fear and Silch's ruin thing is going to get old really fast. So I it's hope already something, old. it's already old. So I really hope something <laughs> happens quick so they can just fucking nut up and get along. That'll um, be great. I, I, I did like the Silch's ruin line. I don't know if it's in this or in the next chapter when he's like, what are we in a story or something? Please look yeah. at us. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> I, you know, can we ju- I just got a rag. Like, fucking fear, bro. Fucking, can you <laughs> fuck off for, like, one he's, minute? Yeah. He, oh, for, my God. For this so, fucking guy. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I, I can't with him. It's mm-hmm. just like, f- fuck you, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's you know? on a real high horse, and he has no reason to do so. Well, it's like, the, bro, this is, stop taking this out on these people. This is not what you're <laughs> upset about, bro. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Misplaced. Yep. Anyway, let's uh, let's slide on uh, to there's kind of this dark, uh, you know, I don't you know, it's if it gets darker next chapter. So the Liberty Consign guy comes. They're talking about the arrest of the academics. And then uh, Tanol is instructed to free this woman that Karos knows. Tanol thinks he doesn't know. And then they uh, they they come to an agreement to work together in a way. I gotta tell you, Steve does a really good job of like in one sentence. I felt I fully understood Tenol, uh, whatever his name is. <sighs> this name's gonna be pretty yes, Tenol Gothenar. And it's in the scene when he walks into the room and then it goes and he like talks about how large Hibinar is, and then he's like, "But that's fine. I don't have a reason to be intimidated. I'm not intimidated by that." And I was like, oh, "Okay, you are." <laughs> so I figured, "Okay, well, we made this real clear, real quick. Okay, I, you as a person, got it." <laughs> Sure. Um, also, I was I was really annoyed by the word invigilator, and I was like, "Fucking Steve, God, can't you just?" I want to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about this. <sighs> Let's talk about. Fucking I was like, invigilator. "I was like, Steve, can you just fucking use a normal word for once?" And then I learned it was an actual word. He didn't make the word up. You know, I I've never heard this word, uh, but I absolutely love it because it's and especially since the people's names are Tenel, Yothvinar and whatever the Karos Invicta it's just so Warhammer 40k and I Mm. love every moment of it 
Like, I just, everyone in these scenes is space marines for me with all these fucking names and words. It's so good. I'm just saying, Invigilator is gross. And if, yeah. you know, you said you invigilated something yesterday, that is, I would be like, you are a fucking criminal. He, do, what, what, what does it mean? Yeah, what does I, it mean? Definition. I, I have it right here. The inv- an Invigilator is the person in an examination room responsible for conducting a particular examination session in the presence of candidates. So, so it's it's a proctor, right? Yeah. Ugh. What do you mean a proctor? Like a mean? test, like a test proctor. Oh, you know, Ugh, I hate it. Which is great because <laughs> as a as a as a public school teacher, I often have to proctor exams, and I will exclusively oh, be walking yes. in rooms now. Like, I am Mister Baker, the Invigilator. <laughs> That's the only I like way I that. will. I will every room I enter. Everyone, that. take your Invigilator ID, so we all. Oh yeah, Josh, I strongly discourage this behavior. <laughs> no, I love it. Out of out of all these words, like all of these fake ass words, invigilator, the the one one of the real words in these books yeah. was the one that every single time I read it, I had to read the sentence again because I would yeah. get, I would like tongue twist my my brain like I couldn't I couldn't see it and and think it. it like just if I work. showed it, if I showed a child the word Kachin Shamal and invigilator and I was like, which one's real? They'd be like, Kachin Shamal. Invigilator <laughs> can't be real. Which one would you rather say? Change them all is easier to say too, you know. It yeah. is. I think it's the L and the G in Vigil. In Vigil yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um. Anyway, we can touch more on this in a sec. The last part of the chapter, I gotta say, was a fucking breath of fresh air. The whole book, uh, up until meeting Tehol, it's just like I feel like for me, it was just such darkness and like everyone having such a bad time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then absolutely, like, Tehol is just chilling out, talking to Bug, and I was like. Thank fucking Christ for one moment, a bit of sunshine in my life, you know? <laughs> Absolutely agree, 100%. Although they're not in the next chapter, so. They aren't, but this exchange stuck with me so that I thought that they were. A little goes a long way with them, you know? <laughs> a little goes, that's mm-hmm. true. Someone want to read the next chapter summary for me? I got it, I got it. Chapter 2. Saren looks upon mountainous ruins and speaks of ancient cities. They speak of the Kachain Shamal. Saren mocks Silchus Ruin's quest for Skabandari. Udinus finds a tunnel and decides to take it. Tanel and Karos watch prisoners being dragged and they speak about fanaticism, those who believe and those who ask questions. A new puzzle has arrived for Karos. Tanel goes down to the deepest part of the dungeons, where he has yet to free the scholar Janeth. She taunts him, he hits her, and then leaves. Brol Handar oversees the eater at the Drenay High Market. He thinks about wealth, the letter Ennet, the factor, and personal riches. The leader of the local patriotists finds him, Orban Truthfinder. Truthfinder tells him about how they have tracked Silch's ruin, and they start to talk about what to do when they are interrupted. A warrior named Redmask has been watching the garrison. He enters and cuts his way through soldiers throughout the city. He uses ancient and foreign weapons. Atri Preda Bivad arrives, and after listening to a description of the man, she says it must be Redmask. His exile is over. Bivat tells Brol about the warrior. After a bloody incident with the Factor left Redmark's sister and tribe dead, he tried to unite the all against the Letheri, but failed. 
He was exiled to the land to the east near Calance. Apparently, he has returned with his strange weapons made long ago to battle an unknown enemy. Beatri thinks the Letharia and Eater will need each other if Red Mask is able to reunite the All. Red Mask returns to the Aldan and thinks on his people. He is followed by his two Kachain Shaman, Sag Chorak and Gunth Mok. Red Mask does not know why they follow him or why they kill Letheri. Saren views Silch's ruin and thinks on the man, wondering about how he lives. Udinas asks why Rulad hasn't found them yet, and Kettle suspects it's because Rulad wants them to find Blood Eye. She identifies the crippled god to them and said the god is keeping them away from the east, where the secrets are. Kettle says the dead told her all of this. Saren asks Silch's ruin if he knew. Josh, you mentioned, do you want to talk about the change them all earlier on this mountain scene? Yeah, I really feel like we're getting, I feel like we're going to get to the point in this series where like they finally come into their own as like a, a real, like actual part of the plot, not just sort of an expository force. You know what I mean? Like we came real close last book when they were <laughs> fucking about to go in that could change them all sky fortress. And then uh, they were yanked back and we're told like, oh, this is a bad play. And now we've got, sure. a, we've got a couple of them here. And I, I don't think the ones that are with Red Mask are undead and mindless, like the ones all the way back in Midnight Tides. Yeah. Not Midnight Tides, Memories of Ice. So I imagine these are like the first actual, like, living, breathing, thinking ones that we're going to see. So I'm excited to see, like, how they impact the world around them and the story. Should be cool. Imagine they're just, like, super passive. That's the dream. They love to hacky sack. Um, <laughs> and hack and slash. <laughs> well, Josh, I think I think you bring up a thing. It's an interesting evolution, right? I mean, they start in Memories of Ice, and I feel like in Memories of Ice, they're really just like one different category of enemy that they're defending in the siege. Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh wow, yeah, yeah. these cool things. And now it's like throughout the books, you really like you start to learn a little more, you learn a little more, and now it's like you're just they're slowly coming into light a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's uh, so, yeah, they speak a little bit more about it here. Udonis finds a tunnel and then they kind of go onward. It's uh, it's nice to be back with Saren, isn't it? I knew you were going to uh, say that. <laughs> I don't know. Saren is like I like I Saren. Saren. I loved Saren with uh, the people in the last time we saw her, whatever their names were. Red, the, the red, the Crimson Guard. I, sure. I liked mm. her with the Crimson Guard. But now she is like really trying her best to hold this group together but like it's kind of leaving her a little like dispassionate you know what i mean like she doesn't really i don't know I, she's not the same as she was back when she was with the crimson guard yeah well i mean you gotta figure she's been traveling with them for a couple of years question mark my my gut says months it seems that's where it gets it's, confused it yeah. seems like months but part of me thinks it's years intellectually you know yeah it's really tough i would love right. to ask someone who has really sat down and done the fucking math is because, Kettle well, alive yet fully? Mm, like, will she yeah. age or is she just like eternally an alive child? Mm, I, I think that's I think we'll find out. Well, okay, let's okay. let's think about this for a second. If if in the last so first off, there's no guarantee that what we are reading right now is happening after what we read in the last book. That's fair. I that's guess. how you know, that's how Steve do. 
we thought book five was happening after book four and it was actually hella before everything so sure all we know from book the last book bone hunters is that in that part of the story the eater and letheri have been working together for my gut says maybe a year or a little more but we don't know that that's the same time as this right now yeah, well, I would agree, but Pete did say in the beginning of the episode that we've, or maybe before we started recording, that this is a- after book five and then also after everything we've encountered in the series. All right, oh, uh, we say- are, I'm looking it up and we are of estimations between three to four years, two to five years. Wow. So, so pretty All wide right. births in terms of years. That's not a lot. That's, that's. It feels like so little has been done then because there's some yeah. parts that 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 feels like, yeah, I could like with the Saren stuff. I could totally believe it's taken them like a good two years to get to where they are. But like, I feel like if we're like three to four, if we're five years in, how the fuck are the eater like just now having an overseer in Drene and figuring out the Patriot? Ah, man, I don't know. This well, shit's weird. They had to rebuild a lot, you would assume. So it might have taken a while for them to get like a lot together they're still yeah. kind of i feel yeah and he was also he was only assigned uh overseer after there was like a, a rebellion or something right so like maybe it's not like a thing that they oh they thought they didn't need one that far out maybe yeah and then and then on the other hand there's things like we're like if it was three months part of me would be like well why would there be like the secret police or this full thing right now? it's like yeah, yeah well after that. okay okay you know these it things definitely seems up. like things have been like established right yeah. more so than them like try like uh to like put it together it seems pretty like this is mm-hmm. what we're doing now yeah, yeah. yeah yeah anyway shout out to nil farag for a little little found an old comment by nil him farag. but um uh so yeah so uh let's uh quick dive into some of the darkest stuff uh in these first few chapters Tanal uh speaks with karos a bit but then he uh goes down is torturing this scholar Jenath. uh she speaks to him a bit there's this sexual abuse aspect to it I wonder what you guys thought of this part of the chapters. Didn't like reading it, but I made it through. Yeah, I mean, it was rough, but it's just like we are really just solidifying without a shadow of a doubt that these people really, really fucking suck, especially this dude. Mm-hmm. Andy, anything to add? Um, Not really. I, I uh, feel the same. It's I don't know. I feel like it's just really, yeah, really just solidifying like. This really sucks. These people are really bad. Here's why they're bad. Mm-hmm. They rape people a lot and also other things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's not a good time for anyone. We 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 really don't like we're not we we know who our enemies are here. Yeah. There is no redeeming qualities. Right. Right. But who knows? Maybe they'll pull a Carsa. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Remember uh-huh. when Carsa was bad? <laughs> And now we he, all just... Pete's over here like, what do you mean remember? I live it every <laughs> yeah. day. Peter's like, I hate Carza. Yeah, reason. well, we'll be able to loop around and talk about that plot line later on. I Can't think wait. We'll there for Can't now. Can't fucking wait. Oh, yeah. I, I do Woo. like, sorry, I do just want to say, I, I really love uh, Janath calling uh, Tanal little man over yes, and over that's again. Exactly, he's got little man syndrome. That's like exactly yeah. what he has. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you see it. Like, she calls him little man. He's like, oh, this is what makes me mad. It's like, okay, yep. well... You fucking idiot. And then she has a, a, a what I think is a great quote. The status quo is not sacred, not an altar to paint in rivers of blood, which I think is good because fuck the status quo, you know? No, no, no. Stick to things, you know. So we uh, go to the city of Drenay where Brol Hanadar is there. And uh, 
I gotta say, the name Orban Truthfinder absolutely rules. Oh, yeah. uh, love Orban <laughs> Truthfinder. Yeah, ten out yeah. of ten name. And this is really where they get to have Red Mask gets to have the proper intro. So you know we have the city, we have the scene first from the city officials, and then they're like, "Oh no, something's happening!" It's like, "Boop boop boop, ka ba, boom ba, cha," and then with the like Red Mask has the cool weapons, and it's like, "Cha cha cha." And like, uh, fucking cool, right? It's like cool stuff. Yeah, Inge? Um, just really quick question. Totally agree. Love that. But what is a garrison? Uh, it's just like uh, the, the the soldiers of a place. Group of soldiers. So a garrison is people, a group of people, mm-hmm. not a location. It can also be used to refer in like, uh, to, yeah. it can be used to refer to like the area in a town where that standing group of guards is like based out of. Yes, it can also be like a physical place in that way. And how do you know that? Just based on like this context world, clues, world context of Warcraft. Clues. Yeah, oh. it's just a, it's just a word. A fancy I played. Word. A, I, I play a lot of strategy games. Really big into four X. Got it. Uh, so, uh, Josh, you mentioned uh, vibing with Red Mask earlier. This is our introduction, and I believe it's also later in this chapter when we get to have the full backstory. Yeah. You know, they're talking about this mysterious man. What what you make of this guy? This dude rips ass. I love him, and I he's my son now. Uh, <laughs> big fan, big fan. Um, anyone that uses a bladed whip. A, I mean, you've already, you're already you're on a great start. <laughs> B, your other hand has a weapon that I legitimately cannot in my head form a picture of. Steve's description is so good, but it doesn't work in my brain. Like, I'm too dumb mm. to really get it. All I know is that it's an axe and that maybe the heads are on opposite sides. But he That's used how the, I picture it. He used the word perpendicular in a way that my, my, my dumb brain couldn't really comprehend. But I think that's what it meant. I don't know, man. It's really cool sounding. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Cool. And like we get that we get hints that there's some shit in the east, which I was like, I don't I don't know if I have more like new <laughs> shit in me, Steve. <laughs> You know that no, but Saren and them talk about it later about I know secrets there's being secrets in the, in the east, but it's this this was so cool. I love Red Mask. I want him um, to be the best. Does Red Mask have that name because he cuts off faces? No, it's because he's wearing a red mask. Is it a face? No, it's a. It sounds like it's dragon skin because there's rumors that he killed a dragon. So it is a face. Well, no, it's not the dragon's face. That would be too big for his head. It's probably like a piece of its hide. Oh, dragons are large. Dragons are real big. So he's probably just like, he's probably just like cut some holes for eyes. Pete's over here chanting something. Gun, Mac, gun, Mac, gun, Mac, gun, Mac. They could change your mouth. Yeah, okay. So I didn't even read. I didn't read these names while we were reading, but then as I was doing this thing, Sag, Chirok, and Gunth Mac are the greatest names I've yeah. ever read in my life. Sag, Chirok, Sag, The names of the, the two Sag, Yeah. Oh. If you went up to someone who didn't speak English and you were like, these are the Kachin Chama, Sag, Chirok, and Gunth Mac, they would never <laughs> recover. <laughs> um, Josh, that's, I distinctly remember reading one of the chapter summaries in Gardens of the Moon, and I was saying something. I was like, Gomball of the Krant, Kron Talan I'm ass. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. said like six of these words together, and I was like, this is nothing. Yeah. This, is, this is nothing. If I, if I said this sentence at work, they would call an ambulance for fear I'm having a stroke. We are fully gone. AJ, what you make a red mask in this introduction? Uh, I mean, dope. <laughs> 
they said that he was exiled from the tribes, but is now back. Uh, so that is yeah. And then we heard about the sister, and then like he's back, and you know. yeah. Um, it was interesting. It's kind of like he's uh, just another one of those mythic characters, I guess, where like they have a story and a myth, you know, surrounding their history. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think it's cool that we don't usually get that character as a POV. So seeing Red Masks, the things that Red Mask is doing through Red Mask's eyes is cool. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that farther into the book. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to follow up on it now, won't we? Uh-huh. So Red Mask history. Do we, Wait, did the Lethery kill his whole tribe? Am I or is it just like somebody else happened? Like some other group did took a sister and now he's just and then they like kicked him out afterward and now he's like rogue. Am I am I understanding that correctly? Who killed? Do we not know? Are we is is it not relevant to his I'm pretty sure it was the Lethary. Okay, uh, I thought so too. Killed his sister and everything because cuz Brawl, the overseer Brawl who is Eater didn't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Cool. All right, moving on. Wait, so wait. So why is he killing the eater? Just because they suck? He's not killing the he he's champion? not killing the eater. He's killing the Letheri. Yeah. He, he is. He's part of the people that oh. so remember what AJ asked that question earlier about like so the unofficial and versus official. So right now, the Aldan, it's very similar, it feels like, to kind of like the Wiccan people. It, like there's just like mm. a group of plains people who right. right now the Letheri are just like one of the time finding their villages, killing them, taking all of their herds and stuff, and then being like, this land is ours, but like their reasoning for it is they've made up this lie that they're all secretly trying to coordinate into this huge army, which just like isn't true. And so he's taking revenge on them because they also killed his sister and tribe. So the Lethary? The Lethary. But I thought that the e I thought that the eater now run. Yes, but the but wow. like so this place is so big that like a lot of the oh. people who were leading under the Lethary are still leading, you know? Because it's like, why would I, if if John is running this, you know, podunk part of the empire and he's done it for 10 years and like people haven't murdered him yet, why would I replace him when I don't know shit about that area yet? But in this case, John is a fucko who just keeps killing people and taking their land. And now uh, there's consequences. So, okay. So the red, so red mask has no ties to either Eater or Lethary. He is his own he is his own tribe group that he's trying to form. Yes. So now there's He Okay. He is one of the And that's the all. Yes, he's one of the yeah. all. Yes, A W L. He's one of them. Got it. And the last thing I want to say about Red Mask is uh he does not know why these Kachain Chamal are friends with him. Right. Yeah. That makes <laughs> that, was my next that makes question. it even better. My... Yeah. Does anybody have any ideas why they're following him or why they are killing Lethari? No. Maybe the no. mask is actually Kachain Shamal scales. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to remember from the last book if there was anything, but I don't think there is. There were demons in the last book, but there weren't Kachain Shamal, you know, and they were. Fighting isn't that the thing that? Isn't that the thing Karsa killed? Wasn't that Kachain Shamal? Karsa killed a. F uh, mm, I forget. I feel like they must have some shit with the lethery of their own. It could. Yeah, I don't beef. know. I mean, we know that there were could change them all here because that's where Saren and them are. Like, yeah, that's like they're in the remnants of something. Yeah. And they Lethary. said they were wiped out by dragons. Oh, shit. And he is wearing a dragon mask. So that could be it. Could be something to do with the mask. I didn't think about that. 
Let's Google it. No. Do not Google it. Um, <laughs> and let's let's move on to the last part of the chapter here. Inge, uh, Saren is talk is thinking about Tilch's ruin. That we we check in with all these different characters, and then it ends kind of bigly. And Kettle kind of goes on this huge rant about she's like, oh yeah, Rulad's being possessed by the crippled god, like not, like not possessed, influenced by the crippled god. There's these secrets to the east, and she's saying it like, oh, you guys all know this, and everyone's like, what the fuck is Kettle talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So she's so. Ugh. Yeah. What 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 do you think? And what do you think this information? You know, Silchus and all these people seem pretty surprised by it. What do you think this information means for these people? You know, I think that they likely weren't expecting this to be like a like it's a big deal, you know. But now with like the information I think that Kettle is giving, it seems like this is like larger than just what I guess they assumed it was. Also, quickly, is there anything like did we ever and this is just a sidebar. Kettle had that thing inside her. Is it still that spell or whatever, those people did something with her, remember? Oh, the nameless ones had done something and there is the spirit of a Kachinjamal inside of her or the or a spirit of a Forkala sail inside of her. Yeah. Uh, it's still right. there because, but uh, but okay. Silch's Ruin, because Silch's Ruin was like, I'm, I want to kill you, but I am going to wait and make sh- and just see. Yeah, I forgot she has that in her. I... F- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Take your time. It's just like, I don't... I just feel like they're like, what the fuck? Like, I just don't feel like they have any idea what's going on now or as a result of this information. I like, well, let's just see what I I don't know. Apparently nobody has any idea. Peter, do you think that there's going to be like some kind of surprise where like Silch's Ruin does have an idea of that or no? I think it's remarkable that they've hung out this long. I mean, it's not yeah. like they're really yeah. bound together by huge some huge common purpose besides being wanted by the Empire. And it's been three years or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's how has she never that's what gets me with these time jumps. It's like ain't no way we're three years in and she's just saying the crippled god exists. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that they don't is it Saren who has no idea who the crippled god no, is? None of them so do. None of them do. None of them do. They're all like... None of them do. Yeah. Crippled the, god? I, I, I do just want to read the, the, the final line of the chapter. Uh, after Kettle's talks about the crippled god, uh, Saren says, Silchus, do you have any idea what Kettle is talking about? And he says, no, a quitter, but I intend to keep listening. So nobody knows what's going on uh, yeah. at all. <laughs> so it's fun times. Kettle also says, like, the crippled god doesn't want us to go to the east yet. He's not ready for war yet. So I feel like that also is kind of like, well, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. It just leaves a lot of things open. And if I were them, I would be like, let's just not. Let's just stay west (laughs) or north, wherever we're going north. But I have a feeling that she's going to start giving out a little more information. I feel like. Kettle is going to be our our little vehicle with this group, which is exciting. I like that she's like getting like a oh yeah she's like a nice role, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see more like what comes from this and what comes with like from her and yeah. how she kind of grows in this story. In India, I think um, something you said really really distinguishes us as two people, uh, two different people, because you said the cripple god is not ready for them to go east, so just keep going west and never go east. My first instinct is like, well, let's just go fucking east now. Yeah, for sure, let's go to the east. We <laughs> need to go right this second. Right. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do there? Die? No, thank you. Learn the secrets, you know? See what's up. Let's yeah. die last. Let's go west. <laughs> but I guess eventually you'll have to end up east if you just keep going west. Yeah. 
I'm not one to be told uh, how to live my life, you know, so. The earth is flat. Tell me I was going to say, the earth's flat, Inge. Don't you dare. <laughs> you you know. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you're one of these globe heads walking in here thinking the worth's a globe. Come on. Morons. Fucking idiots. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention I saw AJ's hands with it. Um, you know, I don't always love the mass market paperback art but i do think the art for the reaper's gale mass market paperback is awesome i think yeah. that roulade looks really sharp i think the orange is great i know. just think it's great because it's the only one that i fucking know who's on the cover yeah it's well, the only that makes any sense yeah well and some of the others are just abstract or there's doing these things where and i just like some of the older covers more but that roulade one i think just looks and the orange is so crisp yeah you know? i really love how clear the midnight tides one is where we get the you know the, the classic midnight tides big chest you know, <laughs> you the know, big chest that's you know, a huge part of Midnight, Midnight Tides. Tides. The big box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love it if it was some dead seals. <laughs> that's what's on there. <laughs> All right. Um, anyone have any, uh, maybe just a, what, what do you, what, Josh, first impression of this book? Crack open book number seven. Uh, I'm excited for everything except the shit with the Patriotists. That's going to get dark and uh, <sighs> shitty quick, I imagine, but everything else I'm hyped for. Oh, that brings up a point very quickly before I go into mine. Patriotist. What is that? What do they do? What are they? I, they're I, a, they're I, a secret just, police. They're secret police. Yeah. Secret police. That's okay. Can we just either use one word or the other, guys? Because I, it just really confuses me. Steve Steve cannot use one word for a thing. It's he literally can't. Yeah. He fucking can't. And he won't. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. This book is great. This is exciting already. We know what's going on. I'm I'm here for it. I like it. I'm ready. I'm excited. This book, the last book is a blur. I fucking hated it. I hated every second of that wow. book. It is the wow. worst one. Wow. Now. I hate to tell you, I think I think you were as excited about the beginning of Bone Hunters as you were for this one because we were re-meeting all of our old friends. You were very excited about that. The thing is, did India have glasses then? She has yeah, glasses now. That's so. true. Completely different, AJ. That's true. It is different. It is huge different. Yeah. Um, I yeah, it is. <laughs> so Joke's on you, AJ. I'm gonna love this book. Right. I do love, Inge, I love the energy. I'm looking forward to you to hosting next week. No, but um, you're right. You're right. It's gonna suck. No. What the, why did we turn, <laughs> why did we take this pivot? <laughs> because of AJ. AJ's right. I am always excited in the beginning. Yeah, why'd you do this, AJ? Spiders. I just don't, I don't want you to get your hopes too high. If your hopes are low, you know. You're right. right. Nowhere to go but up. No, you're right. And you're right, Peter. I am hosting next week, so yay! Yay! Let's uh, see. Let's just see how the, it goes. The grand experiment begins. AJ, uh, first impression of this book? Uh, I was honestly, like I said a couple of times, I was having a hard time absorbing any of it. But I think after yeah, sitting, you seem a little tired. You okay? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I it was just having a really. First of all, I did the thing that Josh really hates that I do. I read. Everything I did. Yesterday. He did. Mm -hmm. I had a very busy week this week though, and it's been. So did I. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. and that wasn't yeah. the issue because oh, this was I'm only mad. this was oh, this was barely eighty. This is barely eighty pages of reading. Uh, I read which is uh, so I read two hundred and fifty pages this fucking week. Of, Josh, of, I of understand you had a lot text. of reading to do. Plan your life. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you're right. 
But <laughs> but then, Josh, some days I have days where like I try to read stuff and it just doesn't go through. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Your brain just <laughs> anyway, says no. which was which was what yesterday was. I had to, I had to read the same paragraphs like five, six times over and over again. Uh, my roommate went on a 45 minute bike ride. I think I read five pages in that time uh, oh just because. God. Yeah. So anyway, I'm really liking this book. I, I at, toward the end of chapter two was where I was like, OK, I was really like really feeling the rhythm. And also, it's been a while since I've read period. And it's been a while since I've read Malazan. So I, every time we start these books, I feel like I have to get into it again and figure out how mm. to do it. Mm, agreed. And I think I've by the end of chapter two, I was like, OK, yeah, 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 this is how this is how it goes. But I'm having a good time. I am looking forward to like Carson, and all them showing up in Drene for some reason and just like destroying the patriotists and then leaving. And then that being like halfway through the book. Uh, but but maybe I'm being too optimistic about that because uh, that does seem like a lot of bullshit would need to happen for that for that to be true. But I'm having a good time. I'm liking the book. Well, I guess we'll see. No, well, uh, I'm excited that we kicking off the new show. Excited to have some changes. Uh, hopefully they go all over well, but please tweet us your thoughts. 10 very big books. Send us an email, 10 very big books at gmail.com. Tell a friend about the show. And uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Welcome back, everyone. Yay. Welcome back. Here we are. Ooh. And here's our, our new outro music. Listen to Amaranthin. Da 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 da. I say Gunth. You say Mac. Gunth. Mac. Mac. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here, trying to stay quiet because it is late at night. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you like the remixed music as much as we all do. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash Discord. that's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. That link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. That link will also be in the show notes and... As always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for some Lando Norris sadness. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track, is by the one, the only, the illustrious, the untouchable amaranthin from their album simulant rain which you can find along with their other music including a single of the remixed refractor on bandcamp.com links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in two weeks on october 15th where we'll be discussing reaper's gale chapters three four five and six hosted by our very own india jones talk to you then and thank you so much for listening